Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another very special Spurs Show at the intimate bunker type <laughs> venue uh, the Albany on Great Portland Street packed for audience. packed audience I've for people in this. he started already <laughs> he's here all week try the veal uh, this is it this is for Spurs show season ticket holders who have bought the uh, season ticket to join us these small monthly events before I announce our special guests for this evening don't forget if you go to season.spurshow.net you could have been here tonight you could come still November the 14th to see Martin Chivers. And I can just announce now our special guest for our iconic Christmas show at the 100 Club on December the 12th. Special guest will be Mr. Glenn Hoddle. Woo! Oh, yeah. Fantastic. The return of... Last time we had Glenn on was with Mapper in about four years ago. It was certainly pre-Pochettino. So uh, go to season.spurshow.net, sign up, get a season ticket and join us then. Before we introduce our two guests, don't forget we are backed by Labbooks. Um, all you've got to do is go to bet.spurshow.net and Labbooks very kindly giving you free £20 bets if you sign up and deposit just a fiver. So there we are. Joining me this week, firstly, are my co-host, Theo Delaney. Good evening. Uh, Theo. And finally, please welcome a man who well, we all know uh, and love for many, many years on our TV and live and in many instances, and he's here tonight because he's a massive Tottenham fan, and tonight we're going to be talking to him about his career, his love, and memories of Tottenham Hotspur. Please welcome Mr. Bobby Davro. Yeah. Lovely to be here, sir. Lovely to be here. Nice and nice and nice. I have to... Uh, 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 microphone. <laughs> uh, and, uh, uh, microphone, please. Can I just ask before we start, are there any Crystal Palace fans here? <laughs> You won't be used to this, will you, crowds? There hey! Get that one out of the way. Hey! There's a young man coming in late there. Can we get you something like a watch? <laughs> if a bloke comes through that door there, will it rain tomorrow? Right. It's great to be here. It's really good. Oh, can I just tell you before we get yeah. going, um, I was here, you booked me here um, yes, to, do, to do a little stand-up thing. You, thought, you saw me the other day at the 100 Club, didn't you, with yes, uh, yeah, Barry yeah, from Oxford? Yeah, yeah. He was fantastic. I'm a big yeah. fan of his. And you saw me do a set there. And then I, he said, would you come down to this, this uh, lubrous place? And... Uh, <laughs> Who actually decorated this place? David Blunkett. It's <laughs> um, and you asked me to come down and do a little sort of open spot if there's any material. I came down here and tried the very, for my very first time my Stephen Hawking impression. You certainly did. I did. And it was a bit embarrassing because I, I, I have to say, the rule of comedy is, if you have something that you want to do, if you are ever sort of dubious about it might not be good taste or it might be too strong, it might be not the, the right thing to do, it might not be PC or whatever, you shouldn't really do it. But if you, you, you never apologise for the routine you do. And I came up here and it was the very first time I did the Stephen Hawking impression, which I'm very, very proud of, which you'll be happy to know that it's 
it's actually working really well now. But I, I made one error. I said, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do Stephen Hawking, and I'm going to do him singing on The Voice, The Beach Boys, and I'm going <laughs> to start the car, start the car now. Start it. And um, Sorry, no, I'm not coming off. So I'm here I'm doing this thing, a revolving chair. Do you remember I was going to get me a revolving chair, and I was going to sing Stephen Hawking sings The Beach Boys. <laughs> Right, ba ba ba, I get around, ba ba ba. And what I didn't realise, and I discovered that night, you must never do it with a cable mic. Because if you do it with a cable mic, the cable, as you spin around on the chair, the cable gets caught around the chair and it stops. You couldn't move. I couldn't move. You couldn't right? move. So I'm there trying to do it, I'm going, hello everybody, it's nice to be here, and I'm going to sing for you, the big spot. And so I'm there, and it, unfortunately, the chair wouldn't move around, would it? I actually tied myself up in the chair. Yeah. But, but, it, but I'm, glad, I'm glad it worked uh, yeah. subsequently. Ba 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 ba, I get around. <laughs> My chair travels fast and it makes me feel great. When it goes downhill, I get up to 108. So there you go. So, I'm not doing it anymore. You'll have to go buy a ticket to come and see it. But thank you for letting me do it here for the no, first time. No, pleasure. You know, I, I know we, we, we always chat about Spurs and how Spurs are getting on. Firstly, but I'm probably, no one knows here. I mean, talk about sporting connections. The first thing to sort of ask you about yeah. is, um, I don't know if you have people listening at home, your father... Mm. Not only just a famous runner, yes. ran for GB in the 48 and 52 Olympics and was teammate with Roger Bannister. Yes, he was. 1948, 52 Olympics. 48 was in, in London. Uh, 52 was Helsinki. And he ran with Roger Bannister. He was in the same team. And I want to be like my father and win the, I want to win the gold medal in the Olympics. And he wanted to win one, but unfortunately, he came sixth. Six. Six. Not, <laughs> not, not bloody bad. bad. No, that's not bad, is it? In this world. country, it was a record holder for, for a long it time. 1,500, was it? Yeah, it was the mile. It was the mile. The mile, the mile and he, did, um, he, he, he ran it in about 4-4, I think was his best time. Right. And he ran with Bannister. He was a couple of years after Bannister. Right. He had a book, well, didn't he? he had a, I remember he had a book. This is going to be the 50s, I know. He, the Miracle yeah. of the Mile, I think yeah, it was called. And it, yeah, it's lovely. And he's 92 and he's still with us. Lovely. And he's just had a pacemaker fitted. A small Ethiopian bloke just runs alongside him. Stick a few old ones in. And, <laughs> and uh, United too. And it, sadly, he's just moved into a home. Sadly, it's my home. Right. But, he's <laughs> but he's still a fit man. And at 92, he can still touch his toes. Amazing. Yeah, really? With, with his testicles. <laughs> and I know you've got your dad here. And he's and yeah. sitting down the front here. What's yeah. your name, sir? John. John. Well, nice to see you. And this is what it's about, John. Yeah. Nice to see you, sir. He's how old, you? 80 years old. Come straight in my hand, sir. Nice. <laughs> I thought you'd be a lot colder than that. Mm. <laughs> now, so it's... <laughs> I had to do it, didn't I? <laughs> um, so it's so growing up, was there a growing kind up. of... Was there, I mean, was there a kind of... I mean, you, you know, we'll talk about your career in a minute. Yeah. Was there any kind of pressure to become a sportsman like, like your father? And presumably his entire life from weekends was... Going to running meetings, presumably as a kid you used to follow me around? Not really, because he retired in 1953. 53, oh, okay. After the Olympics, I think 53, right. 54. And then um, when my brother was born, who's uh, five years older than I am, right. um, he followed my brother around because he was a good golfer. Oh, okay. And so it became golf in our family. So basically, I mean, my brother oh. turned professional, always very good. He was an international amateur, my brother, golf. He played for the youth team. Back in, I can't remember, I was about 12 or 13. Mm. And um, so he was about, he was four years older than me, 17, 18 years old. And he played for the youth team. And my father sort of dedicated himself that, but athletically, as you can see, I'm not necessarily a particularly athletic man. But yeah, I, just, I, said, I go to the gym, I was in there yesterday, and I yeah. said to the trainer, I said, what machine do I go on to impress the women? He looked at me and said, try the cash machine, you fat. <laughs> 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 but I did... For my things, I actually did the uh, the marathon last year. Oh, yeah. Four hours, 30, 32 minutes. Amazing. Not bad, was it? Yeah. Fantastic. And I got a bit bored and turned over and watched uh, EastEnders. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your... Um... <laughs> I can't believe the crappy old jokes. I'm so <laughs> Trust me, with this audience, they still work. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're all Spurs in here. <laughs> it's, like, it's, oh, it's great, it's great. <laughs> so what's your connection with Tottenham Hotspur? When did you become a fan? My father was a fan. My father was a fan of Spurs. Uh, my brother became a fan. I became a fan. Oh, it's wow, lovely. All, we're all Spurs boys. But you're not from, the, are you from that area? Not from I'm not area? from North London, no. I'm from Middlesex or Surrey. I live in Surrey. In fact, I live amongst all the Chelsea boys. Right. I live... Uh, well, before I married the funny old uh, the future ex-wife, which I didn't know at the time, and... Uh, oh, no, no, I mean, don't talk about her. Yeah, she's a porn star on the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, yeah when she finds out, she's going to go... <laughs> when I... I married her... 
<laughs> when I married her, she had big boobs and long legs. Now she's got uh, long boobs and big legs. But I'm not holding that So... <laughs> I'll clean that one up. So, <laughs> where, <laughs> you're going to have a hell of a job editing this. <laughs> yeah. We don't edit. We I just, just go so, down. I got to a point where I actually um, was doing very, very well. We, we bought a beautiful house down in Cobham, down in Oxshot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I lived that's, next. That's really Chelsea, isn't it? Oh, it's, very, it's so yeah, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. I lived next to Franco Zola. Oh, really? And uh, we became great friends. And uh, I played. I've got some lovely stories about the Chelsea boys. I couldn't have met a nicer guy. He was fantastic. When he moved in, you know, he asked, asked if he could move his garden wall back 10 yards. He didn't laugh at that. And, um, <laughs> and his ball came over in the garden, and I wouldn't let him have it back until he signed it. And so we, we, we got on great. <laughs> and my, this is a, a terrible confession to make. Now, I got divorced. Sadly, my, my funny old ex-wife, um, who was, we're great friends. We're, we're the best of friends. I still, you know, I, I still care for her. I love her. We had three, three children to go. And obviously, when you find out that uh, something goes wrong, and she was actually seeing, let's just say seeing, um, someone who built all the houses for the big footballers, right, right, for the, for the football players, for, for the, the first team. Uh, he was very well-to-do um, builder. Uh, he had a building company. And obviously you get a bit upset when you find out that he's... Uh, no, no, he's not. He's seeing my wife, let's just say that. Mm. And um, one night I decided to go around and, and sort him out, as you do. And he had two big houses he built in... <laughs> I can't believe I can confess this now. And he had two big houses. Well, this is my claim to faith. Two big houses. Uh, one, uh, one that he built on, on, the, on this estate, which was just around the corner from our house, and another big house. And when it all kicked off and uh, he was sort of been... It, it sort of left his home. He went and lived in one of the houses. He sort of lived there. And obviously my ex-wife was sort of seeing him. So I decided one day when I was in a fit of rage to go round and sort him out. So I went round to his house and uh, I, I broke through his gates. I went round the back. It's great. I've never confessed this before. Yeah. It's so relevant. And I broke through his back doors, right, and, uh, and I went to his lounge and the fire was on all the lamps and I kicked over the table and the lamp broke and all the alarms went off. I went, oh, I've been a scarper now. Okay, so the police turned up, so I got back in the car. And I drove back down the A3, back to my house, and the phone rang. It was my, my then wife. She said, what have you done? What have you done? I said, I'll tell you what I've done. I've gone around to punch your boyfriend on the nose. Uh, I've run around his house, punched him like that. And she said, he's moved. <laughs> <laughs> what? What do you mean he's moved? He said, he lives in the other house now. He's moved next door. <laughs> right, listen to this. Right, this is a tag. This is a true tag. I said, whose house was it? Idaho Johnson's house. Oh, no. Gospel. <laughs> <laughs> you trashed Ida Good Johnson's house by Johnson's mistake. House. By mistake. And he, he went on to play for Tottenham. He did. Yeah. And then another faux pas. Oh, that's right, seems to follow me around. <laughs> Great story. The other day, I was, I'd gone to uh, the doctors. My eldest son, um, uh, well, she's 17 years old, and uh, i upset with her at the moment. She came in the other day from school. F in this, F in that, F in this, F in this. She wasn't swearing. That was her exam results. So she, she came in. She wanted... <laughs> She wanted something from the, the doctor. She got the doctors. A bit of acne or something, whatever. So as we were going there, and a young man come in, footballer. I recognised him. I couldn't think of his name. Who's that? I know that guy. Oh, I know his face. I'm, I'm thinking, who is it? Anyway, so he's left. He waved at me. I was sort of has hello, like that. So I thought, oh, he'll come to me. So I've got the prescription. I've gone into workshop to the chemist to get the prescription. He's in there. I get chatting to him, don't I? Oh, great to meet you. How are you getting on? Oh, yeah, great, great. How's your injury? And you was injured. I couldn't think, who is it? I know his name was on the tip of my tongue. And he said, yeah, the injury's coming now. Are you playing? I said, good, yeah. I'm going like this. And then I, I said the faux pas. I said, uh, so it's good to see you looking well. I'm glad you got over the injury. I said, because I was with your mate the other day, your, your mate. He said, who's that then? I was in Costa Coffee in, in Cobham with him. He went, who's that then? John Terry. And as I said it, John Terry, I knew it was Wayne Bridge. Oh, no. Oh, no. Devil. Did you get away with it? Well, he, he, he looked at me like I was drowning puppies. <laughs> was like, I was the last letter on an eye chart. He looked at me, he wasn't too sure. And, uh, you know, but I, oh, I think he realised, I didn't realise who he was. But there you go, that's my faux pas. <laughs> oh, my God. But they're nice, they're nice folk. What and, I like about this is that basically you're upsetting a lot of Chelsea players. No, no, we like that. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I found a screwed up Chelsea shirt the other day, all screwed up, it was in a plastic bag. Come nicely, but I'm going I'm to hold on to it because they're five pence, those plastic bags. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. All right, enough of the jokes. Let's be serious. No, is that, no I mean, so it's interesting. You're, you're far, so uh, if, if you're... I did the Stephen Horkin again. Go on, Karen. <laughs> so if you're, you're doing a glass like this, it sounds really good because it sounds a bit more like Stephen Horkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the very fact your dad was a Spurs fan, how did he become a Spurs fan then? Uh, well, through my dad. That's what you do. You no, know, but how was your dad... Why did he become a Spurs fan and passed it on? Uh, I don't know. He just he did to support Spurs. I don't really know where that came from. He was um, a woking boy. 
and okay. um, obviously a, a, an athlete. And he, he actually, he had great connections with, um, I don't know if I've still got it somewhere tucked away in a box up in the attic. I must look for it, because we were up there the other day with a funny old ex-wife. She found a load of clothes. You know what women are like. Yeah. She's opened this box. She went, look at these clothes I've had. She pulled out something, this, this box, all dusty it was, pulled the tape off. She went, look at this. She said, I've had this nearly 30 years. It still fits me. I said, it's a scarf. <laughs> I come round. I come round. <laughs> I don't have to do this. I'm a good plumber. I've, I might have it in a box. I might I had Johnny Haynes's oh, wow. Johnny Haynes's England shirt. Wow. Really? England shirt, and it, uh, and I had it for many many years. I'm still probably up in that attic somewhere, maybe in my dad's attic, amongst his box of medals and stuff. Wow. And I'm so proud of my father. And I think he was more of a Fulham man because of Johnny Haynes. Right. And that's well, a, lot of, I, a lot of fan, football fans were everyone. Everyone oh, was Johnny Haynes. And my girlfriend, um, who who's sort of it's a bit of on and off, you know, it's a, a little bit of an ongoing, a, a work in progress. And um, <laughs> and and her father was Billy Wright. So I've been seeing the daughter of Billy Wright. Oh, wow. So that's another football connection that I have. Yeah. A great Wolverhampton player and a great England player. It Legend. should have been Sir Billy Wright, really. Mm. But he was a fantastic man. And uh, I, I've been seeing his daughter for sort of uh, wow. like eight years, nine years. Amazing. Yep. Lovely. And they're my sort of football connections. But my father, sort of, it was always Spurs. And that's what um, I sort of... And he's still, you, you watch, still watch games with I him I was now? with him, watching the Liverpool game. Oh, lovely. And uh, that was fantastic. I think we're playing fantastic. The team's looking great. Yeah. And uh, I was listening to the first pod, pod, you know, podcast there, and I think it shouldn't be classified as a one-man team. It shouldn't be. In fact, mm. someone said something very valid. What happens if Loris goes? Because he played you know, in the Real Madrid game. He was sensational. Those saves. I mean, that's saving at the Liverpool, Liverpool game. That, what a great save. If you watch it in slow-mo, he's gone with one hand one and brought the other hand forward. Yep. It's extraordinary. Extraordinary. And he's you top know. banana. And I think we've got a great prospect to win. The, I think we could win it this year. Yeah. Well, yeah, let's hope. Let's, let's hope. certainly yeah. hope so. Well, Bobby, let's, let's, we'll, we'll talk about Spurs further, but I mean, it's, 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 it's lovely to have you here. Career-wise, you know, obviously we'll talk about your TV work. How did you start out then? Because you don't obviously come from a showbiz family. You come no, from well, a, a sporting family. Sporting family. So how did it all start? Um... It, it didn't really. It, it, it sort of, it, when I was a kid, I, w- I, was, I was just sort of into... Um, my father sort of spent a lot of time... I, I did a programme recently called In Therapy, and it opened up a little bit of a, uh, a strange place for me, um, the fact that my father was so much into my brother's golf, and I felt a little bit... Un- uh, I felt a little bit invisible, if you know what right. I mean. A lot of middle children, I've got like mm-hmm. an older brother and a younger sister, and I felt a little bit invisible. And I think to um, try and get his attention, I started sort of showing off and doing impressions and making him laugh or trying to make him laugh and I think it came from that really and I discovered that I was quite a good mimic right and um I used to do lots of impressions and, and my mother used to laugh more at me than my father my father never really got my humor <laughs> he's never really got it and um I always remember we, we still do the joke whenever he comes along um he loves me doing Frank Sinatra he always wants me to do Frank Sinatra <laughs> and uh I do a terrible joke about him really because I say to my dad um my dad's here tonight in the audience and everyone applauds and you know, I mention his athletics and I go, he's a big Sinatra fan, I'm going to do Sinatra for him. And I go to my dad, Dad, did you ever meet Frank Sinatra? And he goes, no. And I go, not long now then. <laughs> and <laughs> it's a dreadful joke to do to your own father. Yeah. But he, he loves Frank Sinatra, and I, so much so that I put a big band show together uh, a few years ago, oh, Kenny really? Lynch, and I did the Sinatra thing. I actually sung with Sinatra about 30 years ago. Seriously? Yes, yeah, he was on the radio, I was on the toilet, and it's... <laughs> <laughs> Fly me to the moon. So there you go. And it's, uh, it, it's something that I love to do for my father. I love my father. He's my hero. He's my champion. And he's my best friend. That's lovely. Which is mm. fantastic. I'm sure, Absolutely. John, you're so Absolutely. much. Yeah. Yes. Let's applause for, the, for dads everywhere. So before your kind of big, big break on... on the public here would you from mm. TV. What were you doing? Were you doing the, the, the you know the, the clubs? The what were you yeah. doing in the I'm trying to work out in the the seventies presumably? Not really. Oh, no? Not quite that old. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm pushing fifty. <laughs> Right. So, uh, mm. <laughs> pushing it up and dragging it. But actually, I'm going to be 60 next year, and it's sort of cool. Wow. Up. Yeah, but don't worry. Looking no, good. 60 is the new 30. Looking good for 60. No, 60 is the new 30. Try turning that to this big cameras. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I'm sort of still enjoying it. I'm still so enthusiastic about it. My career, and as all of careers are, are up and down. And some, you know, sometimes they're great and sometimes they're not. And some people... You know, don't follow what I do. Some of the generation of people, like some um, woman stopped me the other day. She said, You don't half look like Bobby Davro. No offense. (laughs) 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 And you know what? Her husband's husband's there. He said, There's so much crap on the telly now, Bobby. Why aren't you on? (laughs) 
<laughs> and I didn't know how to take that, really. <laughs> but I still am. I still crop up, and, you know, I've done a few shows. And it's... Well, I, 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 I remember your career was... 83 Live no, at Her Majesty's. No, you don't Live remember it. You're confusing me with someone else. No, Live, live at Her Majesty's no, no, was, your, was, was a big break. that was, 85. Was it? No, it's, was it? No, I can't remember. No, was, I, I think it was before Copycats. Anyway, no, that no, TV Copycats stuff. came first. Okay. Copycats so came how first. did you get, cop for those of you that... No, overseas. you're right. I, no, no, you're right, you're right. right. I'm, I'm right, wrong. Right. You did a one-off <laughs> on TV, Live at Majesty's. And it, it made me famous. And then Copycats, it was a... Funny enough, ITV are about to do another impression show. Impression show, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we haven't been phoned it up. It was uh, going on there? Andrew Connor, who Ooh. now, if you work in TV, runs Objective Productions. Fantastic. Gary show. Wilmot. Gary. Gary Cont. Wilmot. Jessica Martin. Yep, still in touch with her. Uh, she was my. She God. went from copycats with me down to TVS. Mike Osman was on it. Love Mike. So how did that come about, that first boat, which was basically just a real Saturday night kind of impression show, wasn't it? Right, I think what happened was, is that everybody, yes, it was an impression, it was a bit like, it took over from Who Do You Do, which was yeah. the 70s, with Freddie with, with Starr, and uh, Freddie did it, and Peter Goodwright, and people like that, Paul Melba, all great impressionists, and of course the big one there was Mike Yarwood. Mm. In fact, today, we should have been having a, a lunch with Mike Yarwood. Oh really? Yes. He's played on this stage. Has he enough. really? Yeah, Bob Monkhouse, God rest his soul, God. Did he, he do did that his show? last show yes, was here, Wasn't that and fantastic? Mike Yarwood came on on this stage. Yes, he did. Wow. Yes. Yes. I must tell him that, because yeah. I spoke to him and said, Mike, is, uh, he was a bit unwell today, so he right. couldn't make it, but we go sort of every, every three months. Does he live in, he's lives Surrey, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he lives area? down in, okay. in Weybridge, Walton, right, Thames, yeah. that way. And we were going to go and have a curry, uh, right. as we do sort of every three months, you know, and we go along and uh, I, I meet Mike and John uh, Coleshaw came with me and my um, good friend Danny Postfield is one. In fact, he's here today, Danny right. Postfield. He's my yes, impressionist coach. Yeah. We'll have him up in a minute. Well, I'm sure we will. He'll show me how to... I'm, I'm working on a few impressions and I've, I haven't seen him for, uh, you know, for how long is it? About 10, 20 minutes. 20 and, minutes, uh, yeah. <laughs> And, he's, and he helps me with my impressions. I so love that idea that the impressionists have a, a kind of club. Because Mike Yarwood, when I was young, you know, he was the absolute on. governor of impressionists. Yes. And John Coleshaw is like much more modern impressionist, right? Right. Well, what happened was, like, Mike Yarwood, when I, did, when I was 16, Yarwood was at the top of his tree. He used to get 24, 25 million people yeah, watching. Yeah, he was massive, wasn't he? Yarwood Christmas show. He was like Morecambe and Wise. He was, he was on that level, wasn't he? Just the same. He was fantastic. One of the biggest stars on the telly. And... Um, I remember doing an audition for Opportunity Knox when I was 16. I wrote Mike Yarwood a letter, and he very kindly wrote back. And he said, and I still have that letter in a framed um, frame in my office. And he said, try and be as original as possible. Try and stand out. Don't copy me, because most of the impressionists would copy yeah, him Frank doing the impressions. <laughs> well, yeah, not just so much. More, more some of the subtle ones. I remember nicking right. his um, way he did Russell Harty. Some of the listeners wouldn't remember Russell Harty, but he, he, Russell Harty was a, a, a bit like that. He said, now you are, are you not? Now somebody yeah, once yeah. said, are you not? Are you, are you, are you not? And, and, I, and he used to nick his impressions. And he used to watch the other the lads when they were coming up. And he used to get frustrated, but he realised that you'd never get anywhere unless you did your own characters. Don't yeah. nick them off anyone else. You can model yourself. And I realised then that the only way that I could get on was to be as original as possible. So who are you doing then? This is, we're going back to sort of mid-80s. <laughs> who right. are you doing then that then was original that no one was doing? Right, so basically when we did copycats, most of the impressionists were doing Norman was Mr. Grimstow and French <laughs> Grimstow doing it. And Tommy Cooper, they're all doing mm, those ones. Right. And then I said, I'm not going to do these. I'm going to do all the ones that aren't being done. So, basically, when I did copycats, I don't remember copycats quite so much. I, uh, I used to do people like Lofty, and uh, I, I, the first impression which a lot of people spoke about was a character, God rest his soul, who was an Olympic athlete. He was a gay Olympic athlete called Michael Sundin, and we did a, a Blue Peter sketch. And um, I did, I'm treading grapes, make it, and the character, no one had ever done it before, and he spoke like that, hello, am I going to do some uh, appetising, make some appetising white wine? And, he, and, he, and, he, and I did a sketch and sort of ad-lib through it, and it got a lot of notoriety on that. And um, from then on, I started doing all my own impressions. And then when mm. I left Copycats, they gave me a series mm. down in TVS uh, with Jessica Martin. And it was then I developed all the sort of right. characters that people remember, like Alex Siggins. Yeah. You remember, he used to do the oh, yeah. Siggins. And he used to do sort of cigarettes. And he's always sniffing for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> And people like John, Jonathan King, do you remember what I used to do? Entertainment <laughs> USA. And people like Jules Holland, who's still about now. And on the other side of the studio um, is uh, the script or whatever. You know. yeah. So I sort of did those kind of impressions. Yeah. And Max Headroom was a very famous Oh, yeah. Max Headroom. And I used awesome. to do this Max Headroom. And I remember sitting there and they used to stretch the, the picture, but they didn't actually, I didn't cheat. I did my own sort of stuttering. So it was, hi there, welcome to. A... <laughs> and, and sort of doing all that kind of stuff. And. 
I was so inventive then. Yeah. And the guy that you'll hopefully meet in a few minutes is uh, a guy that is in the same sort of area as I am now when I was 30 years old. And he is so inventive and he's so productive. And that's why I've sort of become friends with him because I'm quite inspired by his talent. And he actually helps me now to do some of the more modern impressions. Well, we're going to get Danny along we in a minute. Very quickly, I mean, you talk about, you know, the TV. You had... Davro on the Box, TV Annual, TV Weekly, mm-hmm. Sketchpad. You were, without doubt, the most successful in the mid-80s, late-80s, mainstream TV comic of the time. How do you think TV comedy has changed now? Do, do you look back and go, God, I was lucky I got all that work? Yes. Or is there a bit of you that goes, oh, bloody alternative comedy came along in the late 80s, and well, if it didn't, I would have got more serious? How no, do you look no, at it? No, no, it had to change. It was getting a bit bland. What happened was, was uh, light, light Entertainment then, Saturday nights, Russ Abbott, myself, Les Dennis, mm. um, we, we, we were all doing those Saturday shows, broken comedy shows, sketch shows, and um, what happened is they brought the boys from uh, the alternative, it was called the alternative mm. circuit, mm. from Oxford and... Uh, you know, the, the, the harder-hitting ones, the Saturday Night Live, people like Harry Enfield came through, hello, yeah. everybody, please, just Miss Davros, you know, and all those kind of characters. And I didn't... I'd run out of characters to do on my TV show, so I started doing stuff from Channel 4, which didn't quite work for me. I, I was doing a Jonathan Wasp, people like that the first time. Let's, uh, let's, you know, I was doing Jonathan Wasp and people like um, Ben Elton, people from Channel 4. I, remember, I was the first person ever to do Julian Clary. So I couldn't do Julian Clary when he was all sort of dressed up like that. I thank you. Just slipping into Julian. Wouldn't be the first time, of course. And, um, and so I sort of was a pioneer in those days. Yeah, absolutely. And it had to change because the material on 6 o'clock, half past 5, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock slots on a Saturday night Limited. that we had couldn't compete yeah, yeah, with the yeah, likes yeah, of yeah, yeah. Hale and Pace came along and did a Sunday yeah. show who were quite shocking at that time, not compared to the stuff you yeah. see now. And it had to change. And I sort of got moved along, which is um, just the way of the world. We'll talk more about your acting in a minute after this very, very quick break. The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. And we're back for the break. Blimey, it was quick, wasn't it? That's, it's amazing. Woo! I mean, what you then... What you then the speed did, of light, that break was the speed of light. 186,000 miles per second. <laughs> you then went into acting, obviously. <laughs> you moved on. I mean, I I'm, tried me, Andy, EastEnders, EastEnders oh, for a couple of years. I love that. Yeah, I was... I don't know if anyone remember. Do you remember anything from EastEnders? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. Any, any stories, any anecdotes from well, working no, with I those got, people yeah, from EastEnders? I, I, I got this... I did an audition for it, basically, and they said, oh, we'd quite like you, we'd like to use you. Oh, this is great. And they sent me a sort of um, a resume of my character, who I would be um, having a, a love affair with. And it said on the big... I remember it well. It, it was, um, you have an affair, you knock her over, Shirley, the barmaid. Right? right? So not Ronnie or Roxy, I've got Shirley. And, um... Yeah. <laughs> no, please... I'm not, I'm not being wicked to her, but she's the kind of woman, if you met her in a nightclub, you'd have to spite your own drink, wouldn't you? Be honest, be honest. You would, you would. You would. And uh, it was like, looks like someone set fire to her face and put it out with a golf shoe. You know the kind of one I'm trying to... So I get the resume and a bit of payment and I'm going, and I'm, getting, I'm the bar, Shirley the barmaid. Now I haven't seen, I hadn't seen EastEnders for years. So I invited my best mate down, Dave. Come on, Dave, come down and have a curry and watch it tonight. He said, oh, what part have you got? I said, I'm, I'm Finney Monks. I knock over Shirley the barmaid. He said, oh, he said, well, I know Peggy. He said, because he doesn't watch it. He said, I know Peggy, but it'll be one of the other ones. Pretty fit. So come down. So we got a nice takeaway. We had, like, a pelican curry. Nice pelican. The bill was enormous. And he, oh, that's not right. Oh, I leave it. So we got the curry. He had a tarka. It's like a pelican, but a little otter. So we're there. Ooh, and uh, yeah, I was in the Indian the other day, you know, and the waiter's come over. He went, karaoke? I said, just a one song. So, yeah, oh, this is my favourite joke, right? He said, what would you like with a curry? I said, I'll have a nan. He said, one nan. What kind of a nan? I said, I'll have a banana one. He went, banana nan? I went, doot, 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 doot. <laughs> banana nan. Doot, doot. So, back to the story. Dave's come down. We got the takeaway. We put the telly on. BBC, ding, 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 ding. So we're there, right? So we're watching it away. He said, she'll be on in a minute, the barmaid. In the Vic. Right, lovely. Here she comes. That's Peggy, Peggy, Peggy. Peggy's gone. Uh, are you there, Ronnie? So Ronnie's come out. I went, that's the one, that's the one. Oh, she's great. Oh, lovely. I'll have some of that, please. And she went, Ronnie, hang on. No, no, it's not Ronnie. It's Shirley. Shirley. He said, don't panic. Don't panic. He said, the other one, right? She's got a few tattoos, but don't let that put you off. She's attractive. She's the one. Out she comes. Oh, my God, she's gorgeous. Right, hello, Roxy. I'm thinking they made a spelling mistake here. Yeah? Right, on the place of the so I looked out, it was Shirley, I don't know, Shirley. 
Then she comes out the kitchen. Hello, piggy. Oh, yeah. Well, my mate, <laughs> he spat. I can see him now. He had curry come out of his nose. He laughed so much. <laughs> he went, like that, and a big lump of chicken corn come out of his nose. And, uh, but as it, as it happens, it turns out that I go on to the East End singer. She was a very lovely lady. And I know I make jokes about her, but it's only in fun. And uh, it was a nice experience, apart from when I had to make love to her best friend, Hev, you know, the big woman on there. <laughs> 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 I remember that episode. I jumped on top of her and burnt me ass on the light bulb. But you know the... <laughs> so, yeah, I keep the light on. <laughs> so... <laughs> I had 14 months in there, and it was a great... And they didn't kill me off. I was very pleased they didn't kill me off, so who knows, I might who go knows? back yeah. one day. And it was a nice experience, but I had to leave because I wanted to go and do other things. Yeah. Any Spurs fans in the EastEnders cast? Yeah, no, I don't... I can't remember. I think um, Jake Wood was one of my, the friends that I'm still very friendly with. He might be a Spurs man. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but... Uh, You've uh, done uh, other sort of... Um, so many genres. Reality shows. There's obviously that. Dancing on Ice and yeah. Big Brother. Big well, what, were they, what was that like, his boring, experience? Boring, very boring. Very boring. Really? I had a bit of confrontation with one of the women there. They always put people in that have a, uh, like a, a sort of... Um, what do they have? Well, they're damaged people, aren't they? And I, I always think that it, it was a bit boring. And then I, I gave them a suggestion. I don't know if they're going to do it. But I said, well, put a serial killer in the house. <laughs> that would, no, uh, that would make sense, wouldn't it? Make it interesting. Well, Rosemary West, remember? 9.45pm, all the contestants are in the garden. Yeah. And um, <laughs> <laughs> Rosemary has successfully completed her task. So <laughs> I find myself fitting into places... <laughs> In reality TV, you're right about the dancing on ice. I wasn't good. I got voted out first male dance to get voted off. I got beaten by Heather Mills McCartney. She got through the second leg. I was left... No, stop it! Stop it! Stop it! I'm not having a go, Heather. She makes millions for charity, little goody one-shoe. And, um... Two shoes. Any, um... Sorry. I did well on the... Did you ever see me on the, um, the, the uh, thing that we did for um, Come Dine With Me? I did a couple of those. Yes, oh, they're yes, good. Yes, yes, I did yeah. well. I got my own brand of sausages out of that, yeah. sir. Yeah. Really? Yeah, you get wow. Waitrose, Bobby Dover sausages. Really? Yeah, well, it doesn't have my name on it. It's just got prick with fork. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm doing a controversial one, Channel 4. So the funny old ex-wife's phoned me up. What are you doing? She said, I've heard you're doing a... Bit contra- can't tell you. She said, come and tell me. What's it about? I said, well, it's Channel 4. After the watershed, I'm the compare. Yes. I said, well, don't really know if you're going to like... She said, come on, I want to know what it is. I said, basically, they bring women on, and I make love to the women, have sex thing with, with these women, and uh, live on the telly. She went, you're having me on. I said, I'll try, but they've gone for the thin, pretty ones. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, ex-wife. <laughs> so look at that, I mean... <laughs> Do you know that? I just make this up as I go along, isn't it? <laughs> I'm loving so, it. So if you, with all those TV work, when have you, when, any period of your sort of time supporting Spurs have you managed to sort of see them at the lane a lot because obviously you're working most well yeah weekends. I don't get to see them an awful lot um, I'm very friendly with uh, Gary Mabbott Mab- right. Mabbott is a great friend of mine um, I see and I go I do every year I go over to Portugal to do the Bobby Robson um, right. uh, the cancer appeal thing I do the cabaret for them uh, and the, the shows for them out there and I get to meet some of my heroes people like um, I, I was out there this year you know obviously Martin Chivers and people like that and, um, and Ozzy Ardelius was out there and Ricky Villa and they're, they're just people I had my photo taken with look yeah. at this and I remember going along and doing the 1984 celebration I think it was 84 when they had the Youth Cup we won the Youth yes. Cup in 84 yeah. and they were there and um, I took the mickey mercifully out of, um, Rick, uh, out of um, Ozzy Ardelius and uh, I was doing all the old gags. Hey, Ricky's over there. Look, let's stand up. And then um, Ozzy, Ozzy, stand up, stand up, mate. Stand up. And he stood up. I said, no, come on, stand up. Oh, he's standing up. And it was those kind of, you know, mind your head on the coffee table gags and things like that. And I was doing a, a, an impression of him. Hello, everybody. You know, and I was just sort of like, took the mickey out of him unmercifully. And the week after that, I was fishing at Bearwood Lakes Golf Course. Having fish, I don't particularly play golf that much. And Ricky and Ozzy came round in a golf cart and tried to run me over. And I had to jump in the, I had to jump in the lake to get out of the way. They really meant it as well. Hey, look at that, Ricky, let's get in the bus. And he came at me in this golf cart. And I had to jump in the, I had to jump in the lake to get out of the way. They meant it. Ha ha! Adios, amigo! 
<laughs> and, and they're my heroes. And I absolutely love meeting my heroes. And I've met quite a few of the players, and, and, um, you know, they're, they're, and Jimmy Greaves, of course. And I did a, a big tribute show for, uh, to raise money for, for Jimmy, because uh, obviously he'd had the stroke. It was a pretty bad stroke. And um, he should be well looked after by Spurs. He was one of the yes. greats. Yeah. Does he still hold the, the, the goal-scoring record? Yeah. For Tottenham? Kane yeah. hasn't been... No, no, no Kane's not, not there. A long way off. Not by a long way. So. Not a long way off. Yeah. But he's, he's got time to do it, but... Yeah. Anyway, I wish I wish um, Jimmy Green. He was such a lovely, lovely man. He, I used we to had him on this him. show. We had him on Spurs show. Yeah, he was, he was actually fantastic, oh, wasn't he? He's wow. such he a really lovely was. man. I used. I actually, if I claim my claim to fame, I think. Do you remember you used to do, uh, had a catchphrase called "This funny old game"? Yes. yes. And I do believe it was me that um, that sort of gave him that because back in the in the shows at TVS, I used to do Saint and Greavesy. Yeah. Right. You know, I used to go, "Well, you know, mate, it's a, it's a funny old game, football, isn't it? It's a fa- funny old game." So he yeah. took it. And and, and actually, I think you took it in a. I it's like funny that. It was me. because impressionists do that, don't they? They yeah. they, they give yes. the, yeah, their subjects. It's like, isn't it yeah, Mike Yarwood who invented out. that silly Billy? Silly Billy. Thing? Silly Billy. It, was, yeah. it didn't come. Yeah. Dennis Healy yeah. never yeah. said yeah. it, did he? But no. he used to say yeah. silly Billy. And I used to do Saint and everything. <laughs> I used to fall off the chair and everything. And I've seen drunk men before, but he's the funniest drunk man I've ever seen. I was doing something out in Spain uh, for for the Reese Daniels. Um, uh, charity and he came into the um, foyer and we were just booking in to get into the hotel and he came in and he was one of these um, drunk he was really sloshed I mean really sloshed and he walked and he took three steps forward and twelve steps back and it took him it took him <laughs> and he's going to trying to get upstairs it was the funniest thing I've ever seen but you know they were great in their day and, um, and yeah. I, I wish Jimmy well I hope I hope he's no, absolutely uh, well you you, uh, you mentioned charity there and actually I've got a um, a letter that we're, um, dear Mike, we're appealing to your adventurous nature and invite you to take part in Cancer Research UK's Tough Ted and Help Beat Cancer Sooner. Tough Ted is a series of epic 10k runs, no obstacles, 10k of tough winding trails, uneven wooden landscape, steep money declines. Will you, any of the Spurs Show crew, join us and conquer the unknown terrain at Heaton Park in Manchester mm. on Sunday, 26th of November? Kim and Jar in the London Marathon, okay for kids. Are you tough enough for the tough 10? Mm. Uh, so, Spurs Show listeners, especially any Spurs Show listeners out who live in Manchester, sign up today at cruk.org slash tough10. And if you use the promo code T10OCT, O-C-T, T10OCT on checkout, we'll give you and any Spurs Show listeners a £5 discount on the entry fee. So, there you are, anyone budding runners or people who do a lot of stuff get out there I get phone calls myself cancer yeah. research I get phone calls myself so a phone bloke phoned me up last year said would you come and run in a marathon I said well I'm quite a fit bloke you know I don't smoke or anything a marathon's 26 miles isn't it I mean I don't think I could get around 26 miles oh come on Bob's he said it's for, for blind and handicapped children and I thought to myself I could win that <laughs> and I know I joke <laughs> I know I joke but if anyone fancies doing that, it's the most important because cancer is on the decline, especially in, in children, leukaemia, especially mm. blood um, um, cancers. And I do, I'm not, this is, I'm not saying this for effect, I do so many different things for, for different charities. Most of them are children's charities. We raise money for um, Shooting Stars Hospice down there. I'm a patron. Yep. And I try and do as much as I can. And I'm so lucky, I'm blessed, I'm, uh, that I have three healthy children. And if you have children that aren't well, um, if you can just... Do anything for them. It's, it's, it's worth it. And uh, and myself, I discovered the other day. I might as well admit this: a very small, ugly lump on my testicles last Wednesday. But it's okay. It turns out it was my willy. <laughs> <laughs> and I had, a, I had a blister on the end of it. It's my girlfriend's contact lens. Come on, let's lighten it up. <laughs> lighten it up. Danny, do you want to come and join us? Um, Bobby was talking about uh, <laughs> impressions <laughs> and moving things along and doing different things. The lovely guy. Please welcome to say, Danny Posthill. Yes. Here's my, um, uh, here's my, uh, be nice to Danny because he spent all day washing his hair, he's come out without it. Um, here's my impressionist coach, Mike. So how does that work? How, do, how does it work having an impressionist? Is it a bit like a football coach or? Yes. Well, everyone has a coach, don't they? Like you say, Bob, you know, golfers tennis have a coach, coach, tennis people have coaches, coach. you know. Yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm still working on impressions. So I, I, I do a set in my, in my, in my act. Uh, I call it, um, I, I say, that, you know, you don't see people of my era on television. I don't, I, I, I'm not grumpy about that. It's just, I think it's valid uh, that people that entertain us like myself, because actually I'm a singing act. I do a lot of singing stuff, but I still love mimicry. And I sort of ignored my mimicry for a while. And um, 
I thought a few years ago, I worked with a guy called Wink Taylor who did um, Basil Brush in, in one of my pantomimes. And um, he said, you should go back and do some impressions. So after the pantomime, I had two or three weeks off. And I thought, yes, I will. I'll go back and I put about half a dozen impressions. And I was going to call this routine Still Alive at the Apollo. Right? <laughs> so I would be Bobby Davo, Still Alive at the Apollo. And I, put all the, I looked at all the modern comics and I thought I'd practice these impressions. So off I went and I put the list of down, Michael McIntyre, John Bishop, and I had um, Joe Brand, Sarah Millick and people like that. And um, I thought, yeah, this is going to work for me. You know, put a couple of old ones in. Robin Williams, okay, fantastic. Ooh, don't be frightened. And um, everybody, ooh, Mr. Happy. And um, I thought, this is going to work great for me. And I had it all prepared and I wasn't doing bad. They weren't, they weren't my best impressions, but, you know, I tried. And I thought, yeah, I can, I can work this. And then all of a sudden, Britain's Got Talent comes on, and this young man sitting opposite, Danny Postill, comes on and he makes it through the final, and someone says, you've got to watch this boy. And out he comes, and he does all the impressions I had on my list. <laughs> and he did... <laughs> I didn't vote for you. And, uh, <laughs> but what I did do, he did him so well, and I... Um, listen, it's about uh, respect, and I respected this young man, and I got in touch with him via the internet. And um, I said, look, you're fantastic, and I, I, I congratulate you. And we've become the closest of friends. In fact, he spends more time with me than he does uh, with, with anyone else, really, don't you? That yeah. must have been pretty amazing when Bobby Dabrow got in touch. Well, I didn't think it was Bobby Dabrow. No, of course, you must have thought it was a wind-up, right? Because normally on Twitter you see the blue tick, and Bobby hasn't got the blue tick, which I'm surprised by. No, I have now. Of, oh, you've got it now, have I've you? Got, I've got ticks all over <laughs> 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 so, um, I'm, so I said, oh, well, if you're Bobby Davro, he's my number, give us a ring, which was stupid, really, because it could have been bloody anyone Good. ringing me, do you know what I mean? Mm. And he did, and he rang us, and I went, hello? He went, oh, no, he went, this is Bobby Davro, and I was like, oh, my God, it is, it's Bobby Davro, you know? And, uh, like I said, we've become really good friends ever since. Yeah. Whenever I gig in London, he saves me a fortune on hotels, because uh, I just stay at his house all the time. It's yeah. a bottle of red wine, that's all I pay for me ticks now, and I stay at Bobby's. I'm pretty brilliant. cheap, don't I? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you always have a strange feeling that when you wake up in the morning, don't you? It's four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> so he helps me so now he inspires me so here I go I said so because I've been doing a few impressions you know what oh, great. I said, uh, I'll do Michael McIntyre so I go hello it's me it's Michael McIntyre yeah yes it's me I want you to know I did this and I went there and I sort of took on practicing I'm practicing this what do you think I mean how can you help me uh, well Michael McIntyre needs to be slightly higher ladies and gentlemen yes what I love about Michael McIntyre it's the movement of the head it's the one that's very important yeah the movement of the head I actually love it when I do Michael because people look at me and think I can't believe it. It's Michael McIntyre's face with Harry Hill's head. It's a nightmare. It's fantastic, that, isn't that fantastic? And then he goes even higher. Yes! Yes! Huge Spurs fan. Massive Spurs yeah. for Michael McIntyre. Michael McIntyre. Yeah. Really, really? Oh, he's massive Spurs. Yeah. Massive Spurs yeah. boy, McIntyre. And then, so, I'll, I'll go on my next one. I'm doing John Bishop. So I'm there with me, John Bishop. Do you know I'm from Sleepy Blue? It's freezing cold. Do you know what? If you kill yourself, right, what's he called? What's he called if you kill yourself? Suicide. If you kill somebody else, it's called homicide. If you kill loads and loads and loads of people, it's called genocide. And if you haven't won a football trophy in 26 years, it's called Merseyside. I gotta say that I'll, t- I'll tell you what I love about John Bishop is the fact that you gotta sort of hold off just a little bit more, haven't you? That's what I love about John. And what I tell you what I love about John is he's so proud to come from Liverpool, isn't he? <laughs> he is. Because if you go to Liverpool and you take your camera, you'll see things you'll never see again. One of which will be your camera. <laughs> <laughs> so I move on to ones with glasses. Let me have your glasses there. Lovely man. Mikey's glasses I'm borrowing. I did have my own, but unfortunately, my girlfriend sat on them last night and broke them. <laughs> I was wearing them at the time. Now, this- <laughs> I'll do me I'll do me I'll do me I bet you pull some, bet you pull some ugly birds wearing these <laughs> this is me Alan Carr oh hello it's me Alan Carr chatty man oh I remember the first time I had sex I was terrified I was on my own you do you do it now you'll see the difference you see you'll see the difference now, but the thing is with Alan, you've got to have a different tone of voice. Do you know what I mean? Now, honestly. Now, because the thing is what I love about Alan Cole, yeah? The most important thing is the voice is very deep. Do you know what I mean? And then he goes, oh, pitched, and he laughed. Do you know what I mean? But the most important thing is the actions with Alan. Because after every sense, he looks like he's going to throw up. Mm. That's a, a crack in, but See how the difference is, you see? And, I, and I'd still better... I've been doing Donald Trump. My mind sounds like Eamon Holmes. You know, folks? <laughs> I get it. 
I gotta tell you, folks, I'd for that Donald Trump, okay? You know, okay. Now, you listen to this. Listen to this. But you know, I gotta say, what I tell you what I love about Donald is he loves, when he says the word fantastic, he loves the word saying fantastic. fantastic you know? We need to make America great again. I was at the airport a couple of weeks ago and I seen my sister. She said to me, I, Donald, I said, I, sis, and everybody evacuated. It was really bad, you know. <laughs> And I was doing something the other day, and we were laughing. We were laughing the other day, because he just comes up with these voices. He was doing... This is my favourite one of his at the moment. It's Diane Abbott, right? It was then. And up- For our overseas listeners, look her up. Google her. And he's doing Diane Abbott, and I was doing Tony Blair. So, you know, basically, um, I was doing my Tony Blair. And I said, you know, how much does it cost to come into this some venue today to watch this wonderful show? Uh, Actually, what I did find about... (laughs) What I did find out is actually it's nothing to do with you. I would actually rather discuss this with Jeremy. um, Can you tell me how much it costs to come into this room and watch this show? It will cost... (laughs) It will cost... Do you know, know, actually, I can't quite work out how much it will cost. I've had a really, really stressful day. <laughs> that is fantastic. Don't you agree, folks? You know, great. And you know what? <laughs> this is the killer. So I spend a lot of time... I, when we get to about four, four o'clock in the morning, right? Now, we, I, I'm not, I don't drink an awful lot. I've, you know, recently, I've just done this program. I've, I've sort of actually... Um, found out that I'm drinking too many units of alcohol. In fact, I haven't touched a drop of alcohol for 35 days. I think that deserves a round of applause. Don't you? That's not bad, is it? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not consecutively. That's over a 25-year period. And I am... Um, <laughs> and I, I get to about 4 o'clock in the morning with this young man, and he can still do the impressions, and whenever I try something, you know, if I'm going to do Joe Brands, and sort of, I'm trying to do Joe Brands, and, and we get a little bit tipsy, he can still do his impressions at 4, 4.30 in the morning, and they get better. Well, okay. you know, the other night we do Nigel Farage, Nigel Farage. Well, you know, and I'll tell you what, Nigel Farage. He, Nigel Farage gets quite um, upset when people get his name wrong. Mm. You know, because they always say to him, "Is it Nigel Farage or Farage?" And he always says, well, "What would you drive your car into?" And they say, "A garage." He said, "Well, there you go. It's Nigel Farage." You know, and I would love if you got that question from someone from the East End of Glasgow. Do you know what I mean? Chopin, how's it here? Nigel Farage. <laughs> Oh, Nigel, I don't know why, but this guy sounds like Kevin Bridges all of a sudden, right now. Right, he says, is it Nigel Farage or Nigel Farage? What would you drive your car into? Depends what date Paul. If you piss me off, it'd be a front room window. <laughs> and he can still do them, you know, even when we've had a few What jobs. about impressions, that mo- voices that morph into other voices? Very, that's a good one, that is. Yeah, yeah, no, well, I do Beckham it? into, uh, uh, you know, I sort of do David Beckham, and that goes into Michael McIntyre quite easily. Well, I, you do know? John, I do John Major. Ha, 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 yes, it's me, John Horat Norman. I do John Major. And then, of course, it becomes, speaking up, slightly in on the other side, so, you know, we've got uh, Slade. Ladies and gentlemen, a plethora of impressions. Yeah, and a bit of on. But you do the most fantastic impression, if I may say, uh, of my, my of me, right? Of me, of do me. me. Yes, yes. The thing is with Bobby, what I love about Bobby is the um, the <laughs> most important thing is the uh, hand. Yeah. When he talks, when he talks, and he's getting a point across, you know, we all know Bobby is a massive sports fan, and, and he sort of mumbles, mumbles like that before he gets to the end of his sentence. <laughs> That's what I love about Bobby as well, and he's always got a gag, you know, about his ex-wife. You know, uh, my, my ex-wife, my ex-wife rang me. <laughs> Go on. My ex-wife rang me the other day. Apparently the airbag works. You know, he's always got an iPhone on. <laughs> and it's fantastic. It does my daughter as well. And the worst one, it does my ex-wife. Do the yeah, ex-wife. Uh, yeah, they don't know what she sounds like. When when uh, when he's on the phone, she always just does this thing. She goes, hi, Rob. That's hi, that, Rob. the way she sort of uh, answers the phone. Oh, you know. I start to sweat like Jerry Essex in a spelling test. Right? <laughs> it's really great. But he's so talented, and we've become the best friends. And it works for us. You know, it works. We can do this routine. We do lots of other sort of impressions. Some I try to catch him out. He doesn't... For instance, you don't... Um, you don't do the Chris Eubank, do you? Because the mock thing is my life, you know? Mock thing, my father was a boxer, my mother was a cocker spaniel. You don't do that one? <laughs> but, but, but one boxer I do do is Tyson Fury. What I love about Tyson Fury is he likes to have a go at everyone. He, I will beat Anthony Joshua. I will be there, and I will make sure that man is on the canvas when I come off this horrible diet that I'm do you ever mention it more than Jimmy Savile? Then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, careful! Do you know, what, do you know what's funny? Do you know what's funny? You should say that because, no gags. because 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 he does. Tyson Fury eventually he will turn into Tim Farron, the ex-leader of the Lib Dems, doesn't he? Yes, that's what I like. 
And I try to beat him, and he, he, he does so many great ones. You know, and, and yeah. that's how it is. And it's mutual respect. He likes what we, we, I do. Now. I've been a massive fan of Bobby, you know, since I was... Like, what I loved about what Bobby did was he used to do people who um, no-one else was doing. I mean, like, you were talking about earlier, and I used to love your Claire Rayner. That was me. Did you like my Claire Rayner, love it? Did you love it, love it? Did you, did you really love it? I have a lot of letters written in, dear, dear Claire. My husband is a sex maniac. He keeps making love to me in the morning, at lunchtime, in the afternoon. It's seven, eight times a day. Please excuse the shaky handwriting. It was like... Um, because you know the first, what, the first one you used to ring me up, he used to go, come on, Dan, he went, he went, and I'm trying to learn Johnny Vegas, he went, do your Johnny Vegas. And basically what I love about Johnny Vegas is, I remember before, because a lot of impressionists suffer from anxiety, and I remember uh, before, when I was talking myself into a confrontational situation, I had to turn into Johnny Vegas, and I was parked in a parenting child space, and this bloke came up to me, he said, excuse me, do you know you're parked in a parenting child space? I said, yeah. He said, do you know you've got to have a child to park there? I said, yeah. He said, well, where's your child? I said, my child is tied up in the boat. <laughs> Along with me monkey, who stole all my adverts. <laughs> so Johnny Vegas was well, one of your we, 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 we have to, we, we're really uh, running well over. I mean, we might just continue. And, um, uh, I don't feel it's sorry been, for your uh, It's been a highly entertaining Spurs show. Me and Theo Delaney, Danny Postal. Danny, thank you very much for coming along. Pleasure, thank you, pleasure. And we love you, Danny. Bobby, thank you so much. It's been a real honour, Bobby. Come on, you Spurs! Come on, you Spurs! This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk and we're also available on all podcast platforms including iTunes, Acast and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network.